You are now listening to Sanity at the Movies. Today we're talking about 2019's Aladdin. Welcome to Sanity at the Movies. Jake just got back from Aladdin with his kids. Yep. We'll be hearing from them in a little bit. Me and Ben. My name is Nathan Albertson. I'm your humble and obedient host. That's Ben over there. How are you doing, Ben? I'm good, Nathan. And Jake, of course, is Pastor Jacob Menzel. We just saw the movie yesterday. I have a wish, Nathan. What's I, that? I wish we could do a review of it right now. Ben, you just rubbed that lamp because that's one of the rules. You got to be rubbing the lamp. While making the wish. And I was. <laughs> I'll make it come true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With a bunch of zany hijinks. <laughs> and that's that's just normal. That's what genies do. All right. Aladdin. Guy Richie's Aladdin. Somebody had the idea that we should review this movie. And so we are. And my one sentence review is, I'm still holding out for Guy Richie's Return of Jafar. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to ramp it up. Oh, brother. Maybe this one will be a short one, huh? I mean, is there really that much to say about this? I have a few things to say. I don't know, Jake. You you just came from the movie. Me and Ben saw it yesterday with our respective women. You yep. saw it with some kids. <clears throat> I did. We'll hear it from the kids. But yep. why don't we get... It's very fresh in your mind right now. So we have a dynamic opportunity to hear about Aladdin from a man who literally not a, not an hour before this was... Sitting in a dark theater, partaking of the wonders of Aragbia. How is it pronounced? Agrabah. Aragbah. What is Agrabah. it? Agrabah. Agrabah. More like Dragaba. <laughs> <laughs> good one. I'm two for two today. I guess um, <laughs> it's not much of a secret what I'm going to be saying about this movie. Nope. <laughs> Jake, what do you think about Guy Ritchie's Aladdin or Walt Disney's remake of Aladdin? Maybe we should do some baggage first. I'm sure. sorry, guys. Let's talk about the old Aladdin. The old Aladdin, a seminal movie in our collective childhood, I think. Anyone, I'm just going to say without even asking you guys, and I don't, I've heard a little bit from Jake. I don't know about from Ben, but I'm just going to say almost anybody that's in our age range, the, the, uh, the dreaded millennials or whatever we're called, what are we, whatever generation we are. Yeah. I've never met anyone for whom Aladdin wasn't a touchstone. Yeah. So. Ben, we'll start with you. We'll, except you. Except for me? Well, we'll get to that. I, I think it was for me. I like to complain about it now, but we'll, we'll talk about it. I've ben. never heard you not complain about it as being completely overrated. It is completely overrated, but <clears throat> did I think that when I was a kid? No way. Of course not. Ben, your thoughts mm. on Aladdin? Yeah, I loved it as a kid. I haven't seen it for I don't know how long. Decades? Years? Uh, have probably, you seen it uh, as an at adult? At least a decade. No, I don't, uh, I don't think I have. Um, I wonder if it would hold up, but I remember I loved it because it was a seriously good kids' adventure movie. And I, as a kid, I didn't count on Disney movies to be really good. You didn't just movies. love Disney movies. Mm -mm, no, I didn't. I, I tended to like them. Some of them maybe really like, but as far as like an adventure movie with a with a male lead who got to you know run through the streets of Agrabah and flee lava, and have daring escapes and flee lava and ride a magic carpet and fight a sorcerer and have all these cool fantasy hijinks there's not really another disney movie that does that thing no i mean in my childhood i think i would have probably said my favorite was now i would say my favorite's beauty and the beast far and far and beyond hmm. but 
I think in my childhood, I probably would have said Lion King, which was which was even more seminal and iconic for me as a kid, mm-hmm. at least. And but I certainly loved Aladdin for all the same reasons. Jake. Yeah, for me as a kid, Aladdin was, a, I think, a game changer in terms of loving Disney movies because Beauty and the Beast was girl stuff and so was Little Mermaid. Exactly mm-hmm. so. But Aladdin was boyish and yep. not just a princess movie. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that there's a time up until recently where I would have said that, where I would have given any answer but Aladdin for my favorite Disney movie. Certainly. For that, for that reason. The, it was the one that stood yeah, out the most. Too. Yeah. I, I might have said Lion King just because it's more emotionally, depending on how I felt at the time. It's got that emotionally resonant resonant moment where you know dad dies right. <laughs> and you cry. <laughs> yep. But um, dad's already done dead at the beginning of Aladdin. Actually, he's not, as we find out in Aladdin and the King of Thieves. <laughs> the titular, oh, right? the eponymous King that's of Thieves, right. is in fact your old dad. Oh, that's right. I that's forgot right. about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, uh. that's the other thing. How many dumb made-for-TV or straight-to-video sequels of Disney films have you watched that weren't Aladdin-related? I think maybe I've seen a Lion King or two, but in my childhood, but nothing else. I have, but we've all seen Return of Javar and King of Thieves. Right? I remember yep. when Return of Javar came out; it was exciting. Like as a kid, yeah. I didn't know the yeah. difference between a direct video. I mean, I knew I wasn't seeing it in the theater, which was weird, but I didn't clock the fact that the animation's inferior and that the voice acting's inferior. I, I did. Yeah. I did. I, did. I, I felt the difference with the genie, but I, I clocked the genie. I clocked. I mean, and plus it was like a really even a kid my age knew like it was a big deal that Robin Williams hadn't come back. Yeah. So I did clock that. But if you watch it, I just watched a little bit of it yesterday, actually, oh, so just for bad. fun. And the animation is so vastly inferior. I mean, yeah. it's so it's just like why Disney had all the resources in the world. I don't know why they didn't take care of their brand. I guess they didn't have to because the Aladdin brand was went huge. really far. It had yeah. the TV show, which people liked. Oh, I never yeah. really watched much of the TV show. Yeah. But there was yeah. the animated kids show. And Aladdin was definitely the big one for me. You see it in the theaters? I must have. I did. You know, I don't know. I assume I did, but I don't have a specific memory of seeing it in the theaters. What I remember is just knowing that movie cold Mm -hmm. and being able to go through it beat by beat with my brother without it playing. Like, we're going to be on a car trip on vacation, and we're going to decide to role play the movie beat by beat. Mm Mm-hmm. And we could do it because we just watched it that much. And Would you like to do 20 much. seconds for us now? I'm sure you still can. I could, but no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I did, we didn't own Aladdin, so I couldn't do Aladdin. But Lion King, life's not fair, is it? You see, I will never be king. And you, you will never see the light of another day. And, and you, you. Didn't your mother ever tell you not to play with food? Just a little tiny yeah. sample from. Yeah, I could, do, I could do the Lion King too. Those are the two that I could do for sure. sure. Yeah. But yeah, I I remember that it was third grade when Aladdin was hot. Mm-hmm. I know it was third grade because in third grade, uh, I had a girlfriend named Nisha, and she was a pretty little Jewish girl, and we sat next to each other in class, and she said that A Whole New World was going to be our theme song at our wedding, huh. and then she moved away to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And fun the fact, the following you are year. now married to a wasp named Amanda. True enough. Not a Jewish girl named Nisha whatsoever. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, A Whole New World never played at our wedding. Did it not? No. You had had to go with Can You Feel the Love Tonight? (laughs) 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 
<laughs> Under the sea, I think. Under the sea. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> a little more fun, at least. Kiss the girl might be good. Yeah, kiss the girl yeah, is what go. it was. So yeah, that's how I know it was third grade. Nisha was third grade. I have a very specific memory of seeing the movie in the theater. I remember there were very few things that I did with my dad, but every once in a while when a movie was big, he would take me to see it. And I remember that was kind of our thing. That was like the thing that we did. So there's two, there's a handful of movies that I can, that I think of as like dad son experiences. Aladdin was one of them. Lion King wasn't. I think I saw that with my mom. Uh, Independence Day and Men in Black. And the thing that I remember about all three of those movies, Aladdin, Independence Day, and Men in Black, is sitting next to my dad and him laughing and laughing and laughing at the things that were funny and me really clocking that and thinking that those things were funny simply because when you're a kid, you know, if some adult is laughing, you just like assume it must be funny. And so Robin Williams was really funny as the genie. And then Will Smith, ironically enough, I guess, was really funny in those other two movies that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not ironically. We'll we'll talk about it, folks. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that's funny. I hadn't made the connection until just now that all my childhood seminal father-son movie-going experiences involved either Aladdin or Will Smith. So. I remember my, I don't think my dad much cared for Aladdin. Actually, I don't think either of my parents did, but I loved it. It was, I was a little older than you when I saw it, and mm. it was far and away better than Little Mermaid, which for some reason I saw a million times in the theater, <laughs> and, or Beauty and the Beast. You have a sister. I had a sister, and my, that's my mother's favorite Disney movie. Just Little about. Mermaid? Yeah. She, yeah. she just took us a bunch. Oh, boy. Of course, Independence Day, when that came out, that immediately became my favorite movie. Oh, there was oh, a yeah. space of years where I would have said oh, that was dude. my favorite movie. Absolutely. For sure. yeah, and then it was The was Matrix so cool. after that. And then I grew a little <laughs> Which older. Which should have had Will Smith in it, but <laughs> yeah. he was an idiot. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, he chose Wild Wild West. Yeah. Wild Wild West. Which, Which I never even bothered to see. Oh, yeah. I saw it. I've never seen it. I was, in, never seen I was caught up in the Will Smith craze enough to go see Wild Wild West. Huh. Did you own Willinium and all that good stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Will Smith was quite... Will Smith was, I want to say really one of the last superstars in a way that people don't really like modern kids might not realize how big of a star will smith is and i don't think there's anybody that comes close these days i mean who would you even say are the big stars right now like who are they i don't even know Robert really Downey bradley Jr. cooper yeah but what we have now is brands that are stars more than mm-hmm. anything like marvel is a star you know you will you will right. get butts in seats to see a marvel movie and to see Robert Downey Jr. in that specific role. Yes. There's no guarantee. I mean, Robert Downey but Jr. But my kids, my kids now are asking to see Sherlock. Sherlock which, Holmes, with, which they can't. Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. But which they can't do because which they shouldn't do. But no. Yeah. So Robert Downey Jr. gets a little if, bit of street cred. He's he's going to transcend Marvel if he does anything that's remotely accessible to my kids. They're just going to want to see it. Well, sure. I think he's got one you know what i mean like they'll go see one thing because of him but it better be good because or they're, else they're, they'll, mm, he'll lose them he's not gonna necessarily keep them mm-hmm. huh. perpetually bouncing from movie to movie bouncing from movie to movie well if chris hemsworth steals men in black and is awesome in that he might be able to be something of that i can't maybe? say i'm that excited about his chances but no sure. he, i mean that movie looks like he's, fun he's but. charming he doesn't have the charisma of will smith but he's charming well, and he's and Tall and good looking and we, whatever. We live in a so, post-feminist world, and Tessa Thompson's actually getting the, the charismatic glory. lead in that movie. He's like the goofy sidekick. Yeah, or whatever. you're probably right. So she's good. Yeah, no, she's great. I like her. I like her. Michael um, B. Jordan. What about him? I mean, no, no, no. He doesn't come close to being a star of the caliber. He no, had, he has some he, of that same charisma. I think he's a good touchstone for explaining to people how people felt about Will Smith. But 
in terms of just the ubiquity of love that there is. Like, well, but you almost have to be thinking about potential at this point. Like, we haven't seen it for a while. Who's who's got the the edge hmm. at? Well, sure. I just wonder if the industry hasn't changed in such a way that we actually it's not possible. See it. And if the fragmentation of, I mean, we can. I mean, like Will Smith sort of took the Denzel Washington. Like he had that. What's the Denzel Washington? Denzel Washington was just as huge and charismatic. No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, do your kids know who Michael B. Jordan is? Uh, they know, no. I mean, they know Creed. But sure, they, they might know a couple movies and maybe like the yeah. older ones might know who he is, but... They're we, not going to say, oh, that's Michael B. Jordan in the way that we would say, oh, that's Will Smith. Right, and, and we all did uh-huh. it and everybody did it. And yeah. you could be a homeschool kid that had never seen a Will Smith movie, which I wasn't, but I knew some of them. And so I, I don't know that it's beyond the... Okay, so there, there are girls that Miley Cyrus... Yeah, I think it still maybe exists in the music industry. Maybe. Well, so no, but part of it is that Will Smith, part of Will Smith is the Fresh Prince. You can't discount the Fresh Prince. Yes. Like we all, maybe y'all didn't, but I grew up with Saved by the Bell and Fresh Prince. Sure, of course. You know, yeah. in the mornings and in the afternoons coming Never home from him. school before he ever made it big. And I knew that, I mean, big as a as a blockbuster movie actor. Right. And I knew that he had done some rap and hip hop and stuff like that, but like, you know, he, he had been there, you know, for a long time and had a whole lot of opportunity to get that name recognition. Yeah, no, he did. Um, and I'm not so you saying... you think of like those Disney stars or those Disney kids huh. that... I, I, we don't have to get into it, but I just, I want to, in my brain at least, I'm arguing that culture, pop culture is so quickly digested in the modern social media age and it's so relatively fragmented. There's just not things that unite us. I mean, a Marvel movie comes the closest, a Game of Thrones comes the closest. But those things actually, if you look at the numbers, don't unite people the way that something like an old school celebrity used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't get TV shows that get Seinfeld numbers, for example. Everybody watched right. Seinfeld back in the day. I never right. really cared for it, but I knew it. I know the references. I know Festivus and all that crap, you know, because it just there are things like that that well, the ni- the nineties were like that was the whole sh- like Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, yeah. Like there was it was a time of icons in a way that maybe was a unique time. Yeah, I mean, I can think of. I, I really think the only person that comes close these days is Taylor Swift in terms of being able to have that instant interest and gossip and ev- name recognition, and everybody knows her. She hasn't crossed into movies though. The way that Will Smith, the way that the true right. superstars did. I mean, the way that Michael... So she has to Justin Timberlake? The way that not Michael Jordan did. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, close. But his movie career hasn't been populist or not as much as mm-hmm. he's done more serious roles and he's done well. But it's like your kids can't name their favorite Justin Timberlake movie. I'm sure they can. Trolls, which they've never seen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fair. Fair. I'm not a kid. Let it be said. Getting back to Aladdin, my only other baggage with it is that we actually weren't allowed to own the video cassette. My my dad, video cassette. I sound like a ninety year old man. We weren't allowed to own the video cassette for that. We we, we didn't have it on VHS because my dad would ha- come up with these weird spiritual principles about things, and he decided that since Aladdin was about a thief, we could not own it. And because it had probably some dark magic stuff, didn't help matters. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Robin Williams was the thing that adults loved the most from of all the crappy disney movies that adults had to have playing ad nauseum in the video age as they do to this day williams genie robin williams was the best 
So I remember having kind of like a, oh, I, I realized that my dad likes this the best, but also for whatever reason, we can't actually have it. I think if I had had it, I may I would have had it memorized the way that a lot of people did. And the fact that I didn't have it may have played into the fact that I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about it, to, as Jake was alluding to earlier. But I think the chip just comes from the fact that it's not actually a good story. Am I, is anybody, does anybody really want to argue with me about that? It's not. I mean, come on. Be yourself and Jafar and like when you compare it to, okay, it's fine. It's, it's fine. more like, well, it's a, but it's a kid's story. Like Beauty and the Beast is a story for everybody. Lion King story for everybody. It works for kids. It works for adults. It works on different levels. It has that iconic fairy tale thing. Aladdin is a little stupid empowerment story for kids about being yourself. Like it doesn't have those iconic resonant themes. It's not, it doesn't have any emotion. It's got great stuff. And I admit, I would have probably said it was my favorite as a kid. I just think. Well, it's more as we uh, used to maybe overuse the word last night on the last bookending session. It's more Homeric yeah. than the other Disney films in terms of being both an adventure story and a story where the hero, uh, he doesn't win by sacrifice or by courage so much as cleverness. Yeah, but then he has to learn this lame be yourself lesson. Saturday morning kids show lesson about being himself. I, people tend to get defensive and I don't want them to. I love Aladdin. I understand why people love it. I understand why it's their favorite. I just think I can, in my brain, have two things. And it seems like for some people, they can only have one, not to insult all of humanity. That's <laughs> not me. But for some people, it's like either Aladdin is the greatest thing ever or... And then Nathan wants to say it's got some problems. And it's like, no, it's great. I understand why kids locked onto it. The, that mystical, oriental, exotic feel to it was just like really It was potent. super cool. It was beautifully animated. Robin Williams was a as a genie as was, yeah, a genius. He, he was a genius. Genius, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I but, nobody's ever done that one before. Can we say that no, but and it was, say it had kind of a lame story at the center? Was, I mean, I think maybe this new movie, which took yeah. the lame story and took it seriously and tried to kind of build out on it showed how flimsy that basic framework yeah is. no it is mm. it is it was flimsy it's more in the execution of it that it really worked made it a successful adventure well robin williams held it all together uh, could we say to this? maybe maybe this is maybe yeah. this is my contention aladdin is this collection of wonderful set pieces almost every set piece is great it doesn't add up to an iconic resonant fairy tale in, this, in the way that the best Disney movies do. And by the best, best Disney movies, I mean your Snow Whites and your Beauty and the Beasts and your Lion Kings. You know, it's just, it doesn't have a heart at the center. Really, that's it. It's just, there's no... Yeah, I mean, you could actually argue that the Lion King was pretty flimsy too. No, I reject that argument. I'm going to argue with you. Why is the Lion King flimsy? Let's talk about this. The Lion King is short and dunt for kids, but it is the story of hamlet it's the story of sons and fathers it's the stories uh it's got a really emotional so he goes away and believes that he's responsible for his father's death because he was happened to be standing in a valley and then he suddenly overcomes that at the last minute so he assumes great guilt through something that happened in his childhood eh, there's nothing that, that never <laughs> happens to kids there's there's nothing that's resonant about that listen at all. You, listen you can you can you could do you can yeah, play and the you same can do your thing with but Aladdin. Or with anything... Yeah, but can you just give me that Aladdin <laughs> is less? I mean, do you have yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the story fine, isn't fine. resonant like Lion King, is it? Do you cry during Aladdin? Do you feel maybe, any kind maybe of... Maybe when the genie gets set free, I do. Okay, fine. 
But still, do you cry about Aladdin or Jasmine? Do you care about them the way that you care about some of the classic Disney characters? Aladdin's just this punk that has to learn to be himself, and then he gets whatever he wants. I mean, it's not it's not a great story. What story would you rather your kids profit from? Well, okay, come on. Put some elbow grease into it. If you were going to sell it as a story, how would you sell it? Aladdin? Well, Homeric may have been overstating it, but I think that I, I would just say it's, a, it's, an, it's an adventure story. It's actually in the lineage of the Arabian Nights. So it's, he, And then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and, and the stuff that happens is awesome and fun and exciting. He's an orphan, who, fatherless, motherless, grown up on the streets, just getting by, trying to be a good person, trying to have some hope in his life, told his whole life that he's a you know, street rat riffraff street rat mm-hmm. trying to figure out if he believes that or not about himself the whole question is is he really what everybody says he is is he really the trash that people call him or can he be better than that is it possible to be from trash from garbage from the streets from nothing for somebody to be able out there to look at you and love you for who you are and see past all that and then, that and then it has that glorious ending where he <laughs> gets exposed, has his tail behind his legs, and it summons the inner power to trick a wizard. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, the Grimms couldn't have done it better, could they? <laughs> I think it really, maybe that third act is actually, as you were talking, I was just like, okay, okay, okay. But what's the payoff? And the payoff in Aladdin is... Aladdin doesn't learn much except for, oh, gee, I guess I shouldn't have been. It's too bad I got caught in my lie that I never, that I will repent of now that I've been caught. Not, but in both cases, he's intending to come out. He's got the pressure because nobody's ever been caught in a lie and then felt the pressure of trying to maintain that lie before and then has struggles with finding a way to tell the truth and is finally going to be committed to telling the truth and then boom gets exposed and is ashamed and has to apologize yeah if the that movie, doesn't if happen the, to if the kids movie really made something us that feel resonates that. with kids if the movie made us feel that then made me as an adult feel that then sure all right let me let me let me come back another way aladdin perfect movie for kids <laughs> i'll grant you not as much for adults lion king some of the classics, Beauty and the Beast, certainly, they work on multiple levels. Some of them, one might even argue, work better for adults than for kids. Aladdin, unless sure. you have the nostalgia for all the stuff that you really locked onto, like, he's running from lava, you know, the little boy's love, not going to be one that's so... I mean, you can't honestly look me in the eye and tell me that Aladdin connects to you emotionally as an adult the way that some of the great fairy tales, the way that Star Wars does, the way that Wizard of Oz does, the way that Harry Potter does, even. Sure. Hey. <laughs> Do you hear that, everybody? I won. You won. No, I mean, Jake makes a good point. He makes a good defense. What, what do you think, Ben? Well, I yeah, it's not as resonant. Thinking back on it, I wonder if I saw it again, what I would think of it. Well, I have seen it. I've been an... trying to see it for years. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. unless you are just like, I'm going to prove Nathan wrong, I think if you just go in with an open mind, what you'll find, and, and I have watched it in my 20s at least, and this is what I found is, it's a lot of fun. It's a great movie in terms of a great Robin Williams performance, great animation, great set pieces, all the rest. But Aladdin in and of himself isn't that interesting of a hero. His emotional problems and his catharsis and his journey, his hero's journey, isn't as compelling as your Simba or your Belle or your Ariel even. Yeah, I, I could. I, I think that's true. Maybe for a six-year-old boy, it is. I mean, really, maybe. Actually, I think one of Jake's best points is 
when Jake says, well, when you were a little kid, wouldn't you have felt bad? You know, yeah, actually, I do remember specific times where I was exposed in a lie and then I felt bad. And maybe maybe Aladdin is either engineered or by luck or whatever. Maybe it is just like the perfect children's movie. What I'm less convinced of is that it's the perfect package deal, you know, the perfect Mm -hmm. family movie, the perfect adult movie in a way that I think the really great kids films are. So and I'm going to guess that 90% of our listeners will be on you guys' side, probably, or Jake's, or this, this is not side, because we basically kind of agree, right? Yeah. But I'm guessing a lot of people are just have such an attachment to Aladdin that they're not going to want to hear. Yeah, they, they, they yeah, remember I think how much bad about it. They remember how much fun it was, <laughs> and it was a great ride. Yeah, and man, which one would I rather watch today? Aladdin or The Lion King? Aladdin. I mean, it's more fun. Yeah. I mean, yep. if you just like it's, it's definitely which fun. one's more Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I've said on a podcast is the great one of the greatest movies of all time. It's Aladdin. I guess maybe if Aladdin, maybe maybe if Aladdin didn't even try to have a lesson, maybe I'd like it better. Like if it really was just a Homer style series of stuff that happens to Aladdin, which is which is which is came, it came close to feeling that way as a kid. Yeah, yeah it, 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 did. it did. It did. Yeah, as an adult, though, you kind of have to put up with like be yourself and stuff like that. It's just like I don't care about whether Aladdin learns to be himself. And the, the the way that they resolve the whole be yourself thing is going to be so pat and quick and painless it, relatively. I mean, I know his beloved gets turned into a slave to a evil wizard and her dad gets turned into a tinker toy. Is that what happens? Yeah, it is. But you don't what you what you care about is the same thing you do. You care about in Raiders of the Lost Ark is how is he going to solve this problem? Right. What? How's he going to yeah, figure it out? He's going to have to clever his way out of it using his... His street, street skills. His street smarts. Yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That and that is actually, I think that's a really good comparison. That is more what it's like. It's like Prince Raiders Ali couldn't have saved the kids. day, but Aladdin could. Right. Yes. But if 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 Indiana Jones was lying to Marion about who he was, and he had to learn a lesson about what, be um, yourself to, to to admit to her <laughs> who he, you know, I'm really Marion. I'm an archaeologist, and you had to put up with like even seven minutes of that. It would diminish Raiders of the Lost Ark a little bit, I think. I mean, sure. You talk about Temple of Doom with that lame scene, like the bedroom farce stuff between him and Kate Capshaw, yep. where she's like waiting for him and he's waiting for her, and she's getting ready. It's like that makes Temple of Doom worse. And yep. I think I think maybe Aladdin has a little bit of that. But hey, we haven't talked about <laughs> Guy Ritchie's Aladdin at all yet, except for I said more like Dragula, which was pretty hilarious. Let's face it. Um, <laughs> we faced it. We faced it. Yeah. <laughs> That was the best comeback to that. <laughs> Jake, you just got out of the movie. Yeah. You know, maybe we should hear from your kids. We actually recorded, pre-recorded a little segment from your kids. Yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll go to a segment right now where we will hear from Jake's kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special segment of Sanity at the Movies called What Did Jake's Kids Think? And today we have two out of the seven. We've got Abraham Mensel. How you doing, Abe? Good. And we've got Geneva Mensel. How are you doing, Geneva? Good. So you guys just saw Aladdin. Abe, I'm going to talk to you first. Did you like Aladdin? Yes. What was your favorite part? When Aladdin got the lamp. Why was that your favorite part? Because it was my favorite part. That's why. Oh, okay. Geneva, what was your favorite part? Aladdin fell down. When Aladdin fell down? On the carpet. Before he went for the ride with the princess? Yeah. What was your second favorite part? 
girl and the boy singing the song. A girl and the boy singing the song. Yeah, you're a girl. Are you a girl? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. What was what was your favorite character, Abe? Um, Aladdin, and I my second part I didn't say yet. Oh, what was your second part? When the bad guy said that he wanted to be the powerfulest being in the world. Oh, and then he turned into a genie and got trapped in the lamp? Yeah. Why'd you like that part so much? Because it was very funny. Oh, that part was funny? Yes. That was that was a laugh riot. Interesting. You told me that was the scariest part in the car. Yes, I did. <laughs> it oh. is the scary. That was the scary. Did you think the movie was pretty scary? Yes. Did you think it was scary, Geneva? No. Oh, yeah? Yes, Not it sc- was. In. It was. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, uh, Geneva, are you just really brave and not scared of anything? I don't know. Did you think that uh, Princess Jasmine was pretty? Yes. Geneva, you told me that you got scared when Aladdin fell in the water. Is that right? Yes. Oh, so something was scary, huh? <laughs> what did you think was the funniest part? Did you think it, the movie was pretty funny? No. Did you think the movie was funny, Abe? Yes. What was the funniest part? Um, I forget. Did you like the genie? What did you think about the genie? Um, that he was very cool. What made him cool? Um, his powers. Do you think that Aladdin and Jasmine should get married, Geneva? They got kissed two times. Oh, they kissed two times? <laughs> That's true. I guess they better. Do you think they should have gotten married, Abe? Did you want them to get married? Yes, and I knew they would too. Oh yeah? What? How'd you know? Because I always, because I know. How do you know? Because I know, that's why. How, why? I don't know. You just know what's going to happen in a movie? Some parts. Oh, yeah. Because I know they love each other. Did you think Aladdin was a good guy or a bad guy? Good guy. But he was a thief. He was stealing stuff. Is that good? He was a good thief. Oh, he was a good thief. Okay. Did you think he was a good guy or a bad guy, Geneva? Good guy. How come? I don't know. Because he was being nice. What kind of things did he do that were nice? Gave her, gave her, her stuff. Gave her her stuff back? Yes. Oh, because she, he's, the stuff that he stole from her? The monkey stole it. Did you think Abu was a good monkey or a bad monkey? A good one. A good, do you think you would want a monkey like Abu? No. Why not? Why not? Do you think it, that Abu would be a lot of trouble if he were your monkey? Yes. Why? What would he do? I don't know what he would do. That's just... Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's oh, the problem, yeah. Yeah. He will steal stuff. Oh. Abe, if somebody told you that you had to go into a cave to get a lamp and you couldn't touch any of the treasure, would you not touch any of the treasure? Mm, yes, I wouldn't. What if it was, like, really looked cool and... You really wanted to. I wouldn't. Why not? Or I would die. You wouldn't want to die? Yeah. Why not? Because I wouldn't want to. Geneva, if, if somebody told you to go in a cave and get a lamp and you weren't allowed to touch any of the treasure, would you not touch the treasure? I wouldn't. Why not? Because it's not ours. It belongs to somebody else. Would you like to have three wishes, Abe? Yes. What would you wish for? To get me out of the cave mm-hmm. if I touched uh, the treasure. Sure. 
Geneva, what if if you if you had a genie and he gave you three wishes, what would you wish for? I wouldn't wish for three wishes. How many wishes would you wish for? A million. Oh, you're not allowed to r- wish for more wishes. That's one of the rules. You can only have three. So what what would you wish for? Saving me from going into water. What if I I was a genie and I came right now and I gave you wishes and you weren't in water? What would you wish for then? I don't know. You could wish for a pony or a million dollars or... A pony. Oh, okay. That's... I would actually wish for, for my third one, actually a million dollars. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Geneva, do you think if you had Mr. Nathan in a bottle, would you use your third wish to set him free? Um, yes. Aw, that's nice. That's pretty sweet of you. <laughs> would you wish for Mr. Ben to be free if he was a genie? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we're back. Now, Jake, yep. your, your kids said that they liked the movies. I don't always trust kids to know exactly what they think. Were we getting the straight story there? Did they seem to be enjoying it? They, they enjoyed were... it. They were laughing. They were engaged. Not too scary for them. Not or... too scary. And Abe is. I, did I ask them what their ages were? I don't think I, you did, but Abe I is six and Geneva is five. Right. Abe, I think, had to go to the bathroom for the whole third act and managed to hold it because he was just toughing it out because he was engrossed. I I think they legit just really enjoyed it. Of oh, course, yeah. they were super excited about every single trailer. Right. And when you're five and six years old, being able to separate the excitement of a movie from the excitement of being at a movie during the day with your dad is a difficult thing to separate. Right. Mm-hmm. So but, we won't, we won't um, necessarily take them i did think it was telling that they couldn't tell you a funny part that they didn't think of the movie as a funny movie yeah which is the one thing that i think we as kids would have said about aladdin when we would have come out of the theaters with aladdin we would have been talking about how hilarious the genie was and repeating genie jokes that's right so but i do think yeah they legit enjoyed it had a good time with it so at least we've established that it wasn't actively off-putting to a young child. <laughs> the other thing that's telling that's just really connected to that is that I don't think that any... I mean, maybe a little girl would have come out and said that Jasmine was her favorite. But I think that most everybody that came out would have said that Janie was their favorite. In the old one, you mean? In the old one. Yeah, the fact that they had any confusion about that, because there's there's certain characters that are... Well, in the classic Aladdin, obviously the genie's everyone's favorite character. Right. But then there's like all these cute characters. I remember a girl in school saying the Sultan was her favorite character in the old one because he was so cute and cuddly right. and Santa Claus-ish. Yeah, everybody just had just that much more life or there's just a little bit more to them. To, uh, Raja, Iago, and Abu, oh, yeah. which are harder to do. Yeah, I don't want to... You can do much more with cartoon animals than you can with trying to give semi-realistic CGI ones. Well, yeah, you can't, but then skilled film, I'm trying to think of an example, but skilled filmmakers have made CGI-ish fantasy creatures work well. Well, the, the well Star pop- Wars is a really good example with the droids. Well, the, the, yeah, the thing that popped into my head, droids is great, but the droids. thing that popped into my head, which is even more archaic than that, the Wizard of Oz, anybody? The Scarecrow? The Tin Man? I mean, there's a way to do cute <laughs> characters even on not a modern ho- Hollywood budget and mm-hmm. make them connect. Yeah, The fact that Abu wasn't a clear favorite with the kids. Yeah. To me seems like it's a fail. A weird fail. That Iago wasn't anything. Anything. I wonder if they would have we should have asked if they knew the animals' names actually. 
That would have been a good question. That would have been a worthwhile oh, yeah. question to ask if they would have been able to talk. I bet they could have told you the monkey was Abu, but I question whether they could tell you that the parrot was Iago and that the tiger was Raja. Yeah, they tried to downplay. I mean, they didn't want to make Iago as much of a character as he was in the animated movie because he was one of the main characters. They played up Raja as being fierce so much that I thought it was a setup. Like, I was like, is Jafar going to get eaten by this tiger? I, I was like, what is this a setup for? Because they keep. It was just a setup for the nothing. tell of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. For, for the what of Aladdin? The, the tell of Aladdin. Because he's nice to Raja. Raja, when Aladdin broke in, Raja liked Aladdin. And mm-hmm. then when Ali was on the. Aladdin was as Ali on the balcony, Raja liked him. Right. It was it was more about her beloved tiger senses the good, just like Iago knew the, it was the, the, the animals, the, rough. the animal of the cave of wonders, Iago and Raja all sense and Abu, right? Obviously, all sense that he's a diamond in the rough. But man, it would help if Raja felt like our tiger and not just like Princess Jasmine's tiger. Like we don't yeah. we don't get a lot of affection for Raja. But we should take a step back here and ask what you guys thought about this movie, Jake. I I enjoyed it. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't. I thought it it lacked a lot of the magic that I wanted it to have. I thought the casting was good. I thought that Aladdin and Jasmine were good. They were likable. I thought, I don't know if you guys are going to poo-poo Will Smith's performance, but I don't know what people want from him to live up to a cartoon. Robin Williams, who is a real-life cartoon, was an impossible ask of anybody. I think it would be, I'll say this before giving Ben the opportunity to maybe do it, but I think it would be churlish to make fun of any of the performances. I think if there was problems, it was mostly in, you know, screenplay misconceptions about who character. For example, the big example for me is the guy that played Jafar was fine, but he was also just a bad idea. Like they wanted to make Jafar into the mirror of Aladdin or something like that. And that was just like for an iconic children's kind of story. We need an evil, old, creepy disgusting disgusting man we need the we need emperor palpatine we don't need this like roguishly handsome mirror street rat who rose to power right and gave in to his ambition to become something that he wasn't usually the villain is or the hero is like bland and then the villain gets all the color but in this case it was like i've got an idea what if the villain was as bland as the hero (laughs) (laughs) what what if the villain was a mirror image of the bland vanilla white bread hero yeah, Jafar wasn't as sinister, scary. I just thought he was kind of a zero, and I don't blame the actor. I just blame the yeah. conception at the heart I, of. I liked a lot of the ideas. I just it didn't. It's a little. Sl- I wish it was a little more Guy Ritchie'd. Uh, oh yeah. To be honest, I wish it was Definitely. totally Guy Ritchie. The, the, like the- you had these like hints of like. Guy Ritchie saying, hey, remember that I'm the one behind this film? Yep. But in just like these little tiny moments of choreography with mm-hmm. the way you know, that kind of classic, we're going to like wh- slow motion or like sped up in rigid, you know, kind of uh-huh. movement. Like, but, but it really was so... Very few of them. It was, it was such a light touch that it was like, man, they, Prince Ali could have been huge yeah. in a way that it, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that whole number ha- had all the right stuff to be a really huge, and it was still cool. I still liked it. Yeah, but where I was just the biggest guy, Richie Touch was was on the paycheck, really. Zing! But it was what I mean. It was one jump had a few things. One jump was nice in its way. I didn't like it, but at least it was trying I, for something. I I I liked it. I, I thought I thought, I thought that, friend like me was pretty was the 
I like that actually quite a bit. Huh. Yeah, I liked Fight Friend Like Me better. Than, One Jump felt to me like it swung for the fences and kind of whiffed it. Like it was just weird. I Well, you know what? I was just sort of acclimating to, I, don't, I forget. I don't, in fact, I don't know any of the actors' names. I was actually actively comparing it to adjusting to what's his name Manuel uh, Miranda what what the who I don't know who, who you're trying to Mary talk Poppins about. returns Lin Manuel Miranda whatever the guy's name is the guy that played the Burt role in the Burt role in Mary Poppins oh yeah I can't think of his yeah name. That, that that is Lin Manuel Miranda I think is how you said yeah that. I was just comparing it in my mind to acclimating to him at the top of Mary Poppins Returns. There was something about it that I just liked better right. than that. And they, that I admit that's a low bar, but... That's a pretty low bar, yeah. <laughs> but Lin, I, I thought Lin-Manuel Miranda was a was nice. It just was a bad movie. And Mary Poppins. It wasn't yeah. his fault. Yeah, no, he was, was one of the best fault. parts of that movie. And his little raps were the, become some of the only memorable things in that score, unfortunately. And, and that's a lot of what I felt about, like, I thought Aladdin was charismatic and sweet and had the right kind of boyish roguish vibe to 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 play off of the animated version i liked him and i like jasmine except for they're gonna have to amp everything up to a thousand when it comes to the feminism jasmine i thought jasmine's performance was actually pretty strong i didn't even really mind her song that much except for the message of it was stupid and the I actually used that as an opportunity for a bathroom break because hey, I knew go. it was gonna be I knew oh. it wasn't going to be just a moment. I knew that they were going to give it. You missed this fantastic imagery that really oh, just struck a chord with me. It's where mm. she's, you know, she's in her fantasy of not being speechless before she actually talks. And yeah. she's like walking past all the men in her imagination. And as she walks past them, they're all like evaporating. She walks past her dad and she likes, she's singing to him about how he's tried to keep her down kind of. Mm-hmm. And he evaparates too. And it's like, yes. Yeah. She's going to be, she's, she's going to make gonna her be dad speechless. evaporate. Yeah, she's not going to be silent. It really taps into that that feeling at the heart of every fairy tale, that question, that eternal question, which is, will a woman get the employment opportunity that she wants? I mean, the Grimm brothers, Homer, really every great story comes comes down to that. (laughs) She (laughs) that question coming out of that song, coming out of that song, she killed her speech though. Oh, to the actress to useless character number forty-seven, Hakeem or Hazim or yeah. I liked the idea of Hakeem, but they didn't. They sure didn't oh, yeah. do much with it. Um, the idea yeah. of Hakeem. Yeah, no, I liked her. I'll tell you. So I hated the movie. I thought it was well. I didn't hate it. I just thought it was. Yeah, you did. You came in last night, grumpy and hating it. Well, it wasn't like I was actively not enjoying it. I was just bored. I thought the movie was boring. Um, and for me, that's almost a bigger sin than like. There's very few movies where I sit there and I'm bored. Usually, the act of watching a movie improves on the act of not watching a movie because I'm just that simple of a man, I guess. This, I wasn't so sure during certain parts of it. So if it had been bad in an interesting way, if Guy Ritchie had Guy Ritchie'd it up and just made it into like MTV nonsense, I may have hated it, but I, I probably would have had fun with it. Maybe I'd be here even more acting even more grumpy. I can't can't apologize for my alter. I can't I can't speak for my alternate universe self. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't make me. But I think that this movie committed the biggest sin which is i was just kind of bored and i really don't like being bored and there's i can only think of a couple of movies that have bored me noah with russell crowe in the theater like in the theater with sound and lights and stuff it's usually fun even if it's a bad movie but noah and the first thor and this are just movies that i'm just like 
I'm not all that interested. But I like Jasmine. I liked her. I thought her handmaiden was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. She had and some that, cute stuff. Yeah, I liked that too. Yeah, she was good. I liked the pe- the jam scene. I actually liked the middle act with all the shenan- the court shenanigans mm-hmm. about like, will they, won't they? Is Aladdin going to prove them? Anytime the movie deviated from the animated movie and was just kind of doing its own thing, that that goofy little dance scene where where genies makes Aladdin do a cool dance, like yeah. I tended I like to, that too. I tended to perk up for those things more than well. It's more like the movie at that point had its own identity, and it's like okay, now we know a what lot we're of doing the with dancing Aladdin. was really nice. Yeah, the dancing itself. The dancing was nice. The choreography, I actually yeah. really liked. I liked it. I liked that last, the job. little post credits or not post credits, but the the credits thing was nice. Yeah. I thought. Uh, ben, your overall thoughts on the movie? Since I think that's what we're still doing. Well, I mean, I. You are, of course, a Guy Ritchie defender, apologist. Sure, you, totally, totally. You like the Sherlock Holmes Guy Ritchie movies? I do. Like... I'm I'm a pretty big fan of his King Arthur movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel much like Guy Ritchie. Um, what you what you could see is that you had someone with a lot of technical know-how able to deliver a product that he hoped Disney would be pleased by and that would draw in Disney fans. Right. That's what I felt. Is there anything out there about Disney's involvement in the film? I wondered that. I wondered yeah. how much... I wouldn't even bother looking because it's, it's all going to be PR at this point, and Disney has yeah. a great PR machine. They're not going to... Yeah. If there was any... There's no way of knowing until 10 years from now how much <laughs> they kept it from being as Guy Ritchie as Guy Ritchie wanted it Unless to Unless Guy Ritchie decides to shoot his career in the foot and go after the, you know, bite the hand that feeds him, we'll probably never know. No, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I think... I, I hope that this will be useful in letting Guy Ritchie make movies that I want to see Guy Well, Ritchie frankly, make, but... I don't want to read too much between the lines here, but... Guy Ritchie's had a couple disasters. He's had some movies yeah. that haven't made it. He needed money. a big King win. Arthur being one of them. King Arthur, King, King Arthur is. I'm with Ben Field. on King Arthur. I don't love it, but I enjoyed watching it. I had fun with it, and I would totally watch a sequel. Well, to that's it. actually a perfect example of yeah. the kind of bad movie that this could have been, and I would have been thoroughly entertained. I don't think King Arthur is a good King Arthur movie. It's not a good King Arthur. But it's movie. a fun Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, I, I think it actually is a genuinely good movie on its own terms. Yeah, like I, I may even be able and... to say that. I just I like I like King Arthur, and it was pretty. You know, it was sacrilege as far as that goes. So yeah, I can't really give my heart to it, but I gave my heart to it. But I'm right. not as much a King Arthur fan. As I'm you. a huge King Arthur so. fan, so it just felt like seeing something there were yeah so i i wasn't the audience for the movie kind of and i'll admit that but sure, i liked it enough. as far as it went and if this movie had been that kind of movie i think i would have liked it and been oh, yeah. a lot more excited yeah. by it well i think i think that you, you guys were putting your finger on it when you talk about even prince ali the musical number it feels uh suppressed and the whole movie feels suppressed like mm-hmm. that to me yeah. it's like an even in that uh, musical number, which was well done as far as it went, good choreography. Which one? Good, good cam- Prince Ali again. Mm. Good camera work, whatever. It's like, you know, they keep talking, they talk about 60 elephants in the song. And there's like one shot where you can kind of see all these elephants yeah. back there, but they never show you this giant parade of elephants. It's like, no, we're going to keep the scale small. We'll show you ostriches, but not elephants. It's like, let's just keep this a little more small you know and the I whole movie the, was like I had a that similar feeling, feeling. Well, but that's why i didn't like the one jump number because it felt small i've never seen a movie that felt so stage bound where i was so aware of well now it, we're on a set and now we have cgi backgrounds behind it, us well what it felt like was to me was less uh stage bound and more reality bound that's what i would yeah, say but gross yeah. i mean who wants that well but you know what they what they wanted to really do in what I mean, I think they probably politically needed to do was repent of first Aladdin is is pretty like 
racist. It's just racist. It's stereo. It's like gross stereotypes and all kinds of stuff like that. It's a fun kids movie, but there was no way to do Aladdin without trying to make it feel as authentic Middle Eastern as it could. And that's going to mean tight corridors, narrow streets, and stuff like that. But and they're trying to pack authentic. all that stuff into it. To me, it just felt like, I think multiculturalism just ruins movies like this. I miss racism, guys. I really miss racism. <laughs> because the fun of Aladdin, like what I remember about Aladdin is I remember the movie starting as a kid, the first time I saw it, and suddenly you see flames, and you hear, and you see this, like, the words Aladdin come up in gold, and then suddenly, night sky i come from a land i come from a land where the caravan camels roam a man out here what does he say what's the last line it's of barbaric this? but hey it's home but what's the last line of the song um could fall remember. and fall hard out there in the dunes it's yeah. like this is not a nice place they're gonna no. cut off jasmine's hand right there's and they, danger at the center of this instead universe they're gonna take his bra- her bracelet oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, less dangerous. I don't That's necessarily true. need snake charmers and sword so- swallowers, but part of the Fire fun... Fire swallowers and two, all yeah, of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't necessarily need all that, but I need something. Like the marketplace scene. Like, let's see, like, what is a market? Let's see some people haggling, like... Well, you, but Nathan, what you're, what you're getting into, I mean, maybe you're going to talk about this, but the movie was plagued by all of these... It, people, people were, were vitriolic about the casting from the start. Right. And there was there were tons of issues because they were, I think weren't there reports of uh, there were accusations that Disney was was brownwashing its white cast to make them fit in on the set and and what was actually happening I think uh, this is something that I should verify right now but what was actually happening was that I, I actually know the story they right. they it's, painted some they did some brown face on like some stunt men on people, some stunt men people that's that, right had certain technical skills that they That's needed right. to so That's it wasn't right. like they were just brown washing oh, but random people, experts people were oh, well, why don't man. you get stunt men from india that's right mm-hmm. that's right yeah and so it was just it was just i bet i'm sure that guy Ritchie oh, felt my. that on a gut level like this is this could this this could cripple me well i or, get that and i get that that's what held them back but i just think so much of what i as a kid responded to uh, about the original movie was not the genie being funny it was the fact that it felt like this mystical, exotic, dangerous yeah. other world. And there was just none of that. I mean That was the that was so much of what was cool about it was that it was otherworldly. And it was strikingly it was so different. It was not like I mean, how much of of every other Disney movie is just Anglo centric? Yeah. Right? Like but at least when they do Anglo stuff, they're allowed to play up what's eccentric and neat. Like they're, if they're when they do they a, are, when yeah. they do a modern Beauty and the Beast, we can have a big gothic, scary castle, and no one's going to say, "Are you making fun of French people for their?" <laughs> right. You know, if we can't actually do what makes the actual Arabian Nights interesting, which if you've ever read the Arabian Nights, they are weird and exotic and full of demons copulating with people and, and brutal and brutal and and so. What Disney has always done so well, I think, is, I mean, I th- Disney, Walt Disney may have been the originator of this formula. I yeah, don't know I who did it before him. He has created these, these dangerous fairy tale worlds and then populated them with light modern comedy in the middle of it. That's the Disney formula. You have yeah. a bunch of dwarves doing goofy comedy, but the witch is freaking scary, right? Yeah. And that's the formula that George Lucas latched onto. You have this big, exotic, dangerous, scary world, and then you have some cute little droids at the center of it for kids 
And that's what the Wizard of Oz is. You have a scary witch that means business that wants to kill and has really awful, not very cute flying monkeys. Right, and 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 Dorothy kills the witch's sister, and that woman is dead because of something that Dorothy didn't really have any control over. But you don't think of it that way as a kid. And it's a scary, brutal world full of light, fun things in the center. And that's what Harry Potter did so well. That's what that's almost the definition of great children's entertainment, I think. Certainly mm-hmm. for me as a kid. And this movie, it was like goofy light comedy in the center, surrounded by kind of a goofy light, not particularly threatening world. And you just lose so much of what made the original entertaining and exciting and suspenseful and fun. I think maybe that's more than anything the failure of this movie. I mean, talk about the difference between starting with mystical Arabian music and then a dark, starry night sky with camels. And a guy singing about how barbaric. And instead, we're going to start with... A daddy telling a story to his kids on a boat. And not just a daddy, but a celebrity daddy. We're going to start with like, hey, that's Will Smith on a boat. I mean, that's what we as audiences, if we're not little kids, clock there. And okay, it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's and your movie. kids didn't clock that. And that's, that's fine. Right. That's worth noting. But I can only review the movie insofar as it affected me. And insofar as it affected me, man, I just, I really missed that feeling of the exotic orient i mean i'm sorry i know it's not even polite for me to say the exotic orient but that's what i missed i i really and i really missed it like the cave of wonders didn't feel particularly wonderful the fact that they they throw i'll, mm-hmm. I'll stop this rant soon but the fact that the the initial cave of wonders is just a little piece of the first musical number we don't actually see the guys ride up in the middle of the night and summon the cave and it come out and we're just supposed to there was to, no summoning of the cave we're just supposed to remember what was mystical about that from the old movie i guess like in yeah, and of yeah. in and of this context there's nothing wonderful or magical well, I mean, or exciting about it and that that leads back to a more general problem the old movie did a much better job of giving you context for stuff visual context a sense of place like what you're saying even even with characters it just felt like they came from somewhere they had somewhere to be they like <clears throat> the cave was in the specific place the world is kind of big Everything is just like tiny and you happen to see the cave here and you go by the city there and yeah. it's just like small. It's too bad. It is too bad. And that's, I mean, I, I keep thinking of the scene from, it's the stupid special edition scene where, where they establish Moss Eisley in the special edition and Luke and the guys drive by. And then you just have a bunch of shots of like guys trying to wrangle, you know, a big dinosaur looking thing and a robot punching another robot and it's just like this is life in moss eisley or let's take an even more classic example maybe the classic fantasy establishing scene is the moss eisley cantina right he walks in and then we hear exotic music and we have shot after shot after shot after shot of these fun interesting exotic creatures drinking beer and so there's something instantly relatable about it it's a bar we recognize it and there's something instantly fantastical about it Imagine if they'd done anything, any gesture towards that in like the scene, you know, the uh, one jump scene where we're in the market. If we just see some, this is how an Arabian market works. Yeah. You know, and it wouldn't have to be a bunch of racist cliches, but if we could just see something that just gave us a little of that flavor, I just think it would really help. I really missed that. It's it's, mostly the movie was boring, but if there's one thing that I sort of resent or makes me angry about it, it's that political correctness seemed to have drained what i actually liked about the old movie i think Hmm. i mean did you guys get any of that feeling or that flavor a little not much maybe some of the snake jafar had his snake staff which never hurts anything but i mean the dress the costuming was maybe some of the best 
work in that direction. That yeah, year. the costuming was nice. The colors were nice. So you go through, you're introduced to Agraba close up. Aladdin has a confrontation with another street thief and ends up coming out the better for it. Right. So he's not getting swindled and he's going to outswindle the swindlers. Yeah. It just felt... He's going to go and trade in his stolen wares for for a bag of dates that he's going to give to some kids. Right. He's going to rescue the princess from having her bracelet stolen. Yeah. For giving bread to some kids herself. And then we're just on a fun little singing chase. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, it just wasn't for me. I mean, I don't mean to overstate the case, but man, I just, I don't think a lot of people, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm overrepresenting the fact that a lot of people will go see this movie and be just as bored as I was. I don't think I'm being more cynical than probably, I mean, and I mean, the people that love the original more than me are probably going to feel a lot strongly against this one than I do because ultimately, whatever. But I don't know. I, I think there are going to be people that it was going to always be impossible to live up to. And then there are going to be, I think the vast majority of people are just going to be happy to have Aladdin again. I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think I, so either. I think most people won't like this movie. I think the general consensus will be that this was a swing and a miss. Okay. I mean, I think, like, I I didn't hate it or anything. I, I enjoyed it all right. I think I was a little bored at times. It's not, it's not anywhere near... The Cinder. If you just want to compare it to the remakes that they've been doing, it's not anywhere near the Cinderella. It's not anywhere near the Beauty and the Beast. Cinderella's disappeared. Nobody cared. Okay. Well, I cared. I, I I did too. I really liked it, but it's not something that people talk about. Well, they should. I mean, okay. Point granted, I guess. But it was a good movie. I agree. Um, I never saw it. I loved it. People loved too. the Beauty and I the Beast, it, and I, I basically liked it too. I mean, it definitely slammed you back into the feeling of beauty and the beast beauty is the beast. by far the biggest success they've had mm. in this vein well and i would say that jungle book mo- book movie i did not like it i thought it was a failure it was an interesting failure here's a guy here's uh what's his this face this was way John better Favreau. than jungle book no i would not say so at all i yeah. agree 100 i disagree 100%. i would never want to watch jungle book again i would be happy to watch this over again i wouldn't want to watch either one of them again but jungle book was interesting it was an interesting failure this was I a, don't remember a moment of that movie that I like I don't even remember it. It was full of danger and your kids were scared of it and it was kind they of were scared I mean, remember that. And I don't know, it was basically scary. What, what what John Favreau apparently got out of the original Jungle Book and wanted to communicate was this is a scary scariness, movie. which is ridiculous. The jungle's a scary place. Which is has nothing to do with the original Jungle Book, but it is a definable angle on the material that made the movie an interesting edgy failure. Whereas Aladdin was just kind of bland and boring and didn't capture anything of what I liked about the original. I mean, the musical numbers were fine, I guess, but I feel like those, that music is so iconic that I didn't need to hear it again. Like I've, I've continued to hear it over the years. It didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like rediscovering something. It was more like being at a karaoke bar and hearing someone who's well, a, a lot of that was true of Beauty and the Beast. Like Be Our Guest was a total flop. Yeah, Be Our Guest was a total flop. What Beauty and the Beast did that I thought was nice is, you know, the original movie's 80 minutes long, the new one's two hours, so they fill it in with these little details. And I thought Beauty and the Beast, the details weren't great, but they were at least pretty interesting. The the budding romance between Beauty and the Beast was fun, you know, them reading poetry to each other. It was like it gave those characters just a little added bit of depth, Mm -hmm. whereas the added depth here was either light comedy, which I mostly actually thought was kind of funny, or 
inner palace politics, which who cares? Jasmine empowerment, which who cares? Slash gross. And most of it was Jasmine empowerment. That's where the color came. Yeah. And the, the Jas- whole story of Jasmine, Jasmine, Jasmine's mother, Jasmine wanting to be Sultan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know what there is. Do we, should we talk about that? I mean, I think people. Uh, we have to. <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> Let's talk about it for two minutes. What was, what was wrong with the Jasmine plot, guys? Just in case this is the first sanity verse anything anyone's ever heard. <laughs> it's oppressive to women to make them all think that what they really want is to be at the top of every hierarchy. But Ben, shouldn't women have the same opportunities that men have? Jasmine was clearly the most qualified. She's the one who knew the people and loved the people and had their best interests at heart and proved herself in the critical moment to be capable of turning the people's heart and affection towards her by her sheer force of will and love and compassion and integrity and charisma. Could I just take a moment to say that I really enjoyed. There's certain things that when you do them in cartoon, you don't really question the plot logic, but then you see real people do them and it becomes silly. I really enjoyed the idea that Jafar's first wish was basically, give me a hat. (laughs) (laughs) And then the genie gives him a hat. (laughs) And Jasmine's like, hey guys, this hat doesn't really change much. And the guys are like, oh yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Well, I thought that 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 was, I actually really liked that th- that he leaned into that. I thought yeah, that was pretty fun. It was fun that they leaned into it. I, I wish I liked the idea of Hakeem <laughs> and that whole thing. I wish Hakeem had been better developed or something. I don't know, but um, I thought yeah, that was... I mean, it, it his key moment of development came in a bit of exposition. Your father was the groundskeeper, right. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was. That's that right. Was, it was pretty dorky, but yeah. I I still liked. I thought it was a smart move for both the politics that they're pushing and for just the stupidity of that first wish mm. for Jasmine to turn around and say, hey, wait a minute. Hey, guys, you realize he's just wearing a hat, right? <laughs> you don't have to do anything he says. It doesn't make him sultan because he's wearing a hat. <laughs> the fact that you're even wanting to do anything he says, I'm it's not kind sure of stupid. it makes any sense. <laughs> the genie basically just did a fashion swap there. Well, you know, you know, the reason they needed him to want to is because... It was all, you know, tradition. Yeah. Tradition. That's what we have to upset here. And that's what she, she's upsetting the, you know, it's the law. He follows the law. He does the law. You know, the, that's right. Right. The whole thing of Jafar as Hakeem throws him in prison is like, you know, you're going to regret this. And he's like, well, it's the law. Which I like. I like that in Black Panther. I think that's a fun, interesting plot dynamic when done well. I question whether it was done really all that well here. But it was done well in Black Panther. It was done well yeah. in Black Panther, yeah. yeah. Not so much here. Yeah. Black Panther, they give you a lot more sense of the force of things and like... Well, and when you have Okoye, a strong female character that we really like, making, you know, really tempted to make the wrong choice, it all gives it a lot of weight. Like, wow, this these authority structures really well, do matter. And the other thing is T'Challa was dead. Right. The 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 choice was between order and chaos mm-hmm. you know and that and a yep. bad it was a bad order or chaos those were the choices and right 
maybe not as quite as compelling as, hey, the bad wizard guy has a hat now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like not like the the original Aladdin or this one ever give the Sultan any weight at all or any sense of the power of his office. No, I mean, so, I guess you could argue that this it, one had a more dignified Sultan than the old it one. Did, but yeah. I always liked the old Sultan. It, so it I, did, but the old Sultan felt more of a piece with the plot. Yeah. <laughs> am I Sultan or am I Sultan? That's one of my favorite lines. The old one. <laughs> the old one never thought to try to make Jasmine Sultan. It was, you know, she could marry whoever she wanted and he was going to be the Sultan. Yeah, no. Latin is going to be inherit. Like, that's the drama they played with in the sequel. The old one felt empowered for its time. I mean, Jasmine was a modern oh, princess. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. It's one of the most feminist, uh, strongly feminist of all of the old Disney movies. I mean, Little Mermaid's pretty feminist. Yeah, but Little Mermaid is the story of, it's the age old story of, I want to choose my own guy to submit to instead exactly. of the guy that well, you want me to, Dad. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the same thing with, with Jasmine, except she's just a little more mouthy. Yeah. And her tiger is sad. Going and to... she's got her secret little cave of, yeah. of worship of Eric. And, you right. know, but Jasmine's going to be like, I'm not some prize to be won. Right. You know, yeah. she's going <laughs> to prance around and, show you how tough she is she's gonna leap on the pole outleap aladdin you know when he tries to you know be chivalrous and all that stuff that that was the old thing which they actually downplayed in this new one you know in the carpet ride in the old one she's the aggressive one she takes them you know as soon as she gets the reins she is doing loops and stuff like that in both cases they downplayed that but they gave her you know the political ambition and savvy yeah. Well, I think huh, as we talked about in our Wonder Woman review way back when, I think movies are actually much more sophisticated and the Disney Corporation is much more sophisticated about its feminist propaganda because it's like, let's have a woman that basically looks like they did with Wonder Woman in a lot of ways. Let's have a woman that basically plays it as feminine and is yeah. subverting everything at the core instead of a woman who basically plays it as masculine but isn't subverting anything, you know. Yeah. Who's, who's still going to be the prize to be won at the end of the day, Yep. but yep. is going to, you know, kick some people on the way there. That's funny. But yeah, the, all that stuff about Jasmine. I guess I guess I promised people we would give them one minute on why the Jasmine stuff was bad. So why was the Jasmine stuff bad? Me and Jake were saying women should be allowed to... That's right. Yeah, she was the most qualified, very clearly the most competent, mm-hmm. who's in position. Ben, are oh, you saying was. that Jasmine shouldn't have been the sultan? That's right, Nathan. <laughs> you sexist... I... I I am a sexist pig. You'd probably get a genie to put a hat on you if you could. <laughs> yeah, I might. <laughs> I'll be mayor of this town. <laughs> yes. The, the sash appears on you. Everyone will serve me. <laughs> You'll be the sheriff. You, the sheriff. you, you got to put on the right badge. The right badge. Right. Oh, man. Yep. So Jasmine can't be a father. And that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. So... You're saying that there, there are actually biblical patterns that... That men and women are responsible to conform to? They have to obey? Mm-hmm. They have to submit to stuff like that? Yeah. Weird. It's it's very strange. Yeah, let me say, I said earlier I'd be happy to watch this again. Much more happy to watch it again than The Jungle Book, which is true. I would watch this again maybe with my wife on a night. I would not because my fiance hated it well, way more than I did, but... Perhaps that plays into how you felt about it when you watched it. No. Um, eh, eh, Jay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, have, I'm a... I have been with you at movies at certain times when you've been very impacted by 
by the way that you feel that you've about. Kept. Yeah, but I I would I would have liked nothing more than to rub my fiance's nose in my superior cinematic knowledge, but I think maybe maybe. Well, I I was glad that my older daughter wasn't being fed this stuff. Mm-hmm. In this, I was glad to be there with my with my younger, more impressionable kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, my younger kids for, who a lot of it who uh, a lot of the bad stuff I think probably sailed over their heads. Right. Yeah. Or is more likely to sail over their heads. Well, your daughter's too young to even be contemplating like I like the Aladdin in in the song where Aladdin and Jasmine sang together cuz it was sweet. Right. Exactly. Right? Like that's the level she's processing it on. My my 9-year-old daughter's going to be processing it on a different level. Right. She's going to be like, "Hey, I can be salt." Yeah. Maybe dad is oppressing me. Right. I will not be speechless. <laughs> I will not be speechless. I will not be speechless. I'm going to now go home and make Alexa play this song over and over again while I get it down as deep down into my bones as I possibly can. Well. And man, the other thing I can't get out of my head is the fact that there was a trailer for Frozen 2 at the top of it. You know, we didn't have one of those last night. You did not. That's funny. You didn't have a trailer for Frozen Two, but that th- those movies are pure subversion of. Oh man, they're horrible. Yeah, they're they're just wicked. Yeah, yeah, I really don't like them, and they are. And I own them on Blu-ray. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> Who can blame you? Um, I well, I'm sure we have listeners that can, but I don't. I mean, come on, folks. <laughs> uh, we spent a lot of time t- talking about Will Smith at the top, so we should probably comment on his performance. What did you think about Will Smith, Ben? I liked him quite a bit. He's not the original genie. He's a tease different. We actually, we talked about in the theater last night how Robin Williams was a lot warmer as the genie and Will Smith was colder, which, yeah. isn't, which is not intuitive. That was, that was interesting because I don't, I don't think of Will, or, uh, Robin Williams as being warm, warm at right. all. But Right. Well, his, I, I actually realized that when I think back on stuff I loved him in, like Hook, mm-hmm. I do think of him as warm. It's like, it's like the whole movie, all you're doing is, is you're waiting for the warmth to break out of him when he finally realizes who he really is. Yeah. It's like the coldness is, is the artificial put on. That's the whole, that's what you like about Hook as a kid, I think, is that you're waiting, you're waiting for the hero to come out of him. Right. So I, I guess I do, on balance, think of Robin Williams as warm in a way that Smith is not. It's, it's weird. It's because Williams is so effusive. Well, I always, I, I always think of Robin Williams as a man that liked to play warm, sentimental characters, but was basically a pretty angry guy at the core. I, I, I buy that. Somehow, it's still. Uh, if you, if I, if you, if you just ask me, is Will Smith or Robin Williams I, a more warm? I just warm felt human like it being? was a, a fun inversion. Like I felt like I think that 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 puts a finger on it. I actually feel like Will Smith's a pretty warm guy, and I think that the genie that he played was a warm guy who had a front. Right. And mm-hmm. who actually really cared about Aladdin? Yeah, pretty easily found himself caring about Aladdin pretty easily, and found himself caring about everything and everyone pretty easily, no matter what his like tough, cool guy front was. It was yeah. sweet. It, it was it sweet. I found myself. I like if that. I was gonna, this is a minor point, but I did. I actually found myself wanting Will Smith's genie to be a little bit tougher. Like, let's move away from doing Robin Williams and like the scene where Aladdin says, "I'm not gonna." set you free which you know is coming when they hit that beat it's hit so softly and the genies cares so much about aladdin there it's like i really wanted him to let aladdin be a little angry oh yeah absolutely yeah which robin williams did which robin williams did and which i think will smith playing that character could have actually done pretty beautifully oh there's nothing better than 
Will Smith when he's playing angry, disappointed, let down. Yeah. I trusted you. Well, and he's gotten to the point in his career where he can do that in a fatherly sort of way that yeah. he couldn't back in the Fresh Prince days. And yeah. That would have been nice. I wish that they'd lean into that a little bit more. Yeah. But so. But like, but he brought that, like, I thought he brought emotion at a couple key places. And when he was set free, he did a, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. He was good. He was, he was just, he was, he was a success. I didn't have any problem with the blueness. I know the internet was complaining about oh, the no. way he looked. I didn't care about that. Well, they were all. complaining about the lack of blueness because at first. I don't know what they were complaining about, but whatever. The first shots were not, were not blue. They were like, what? He's not going to be blue. I was glad that they mostly place. just had him be Will Smith. Like in disguise, he was disguised as normal Will Smith. I was glad that we didn't have to actually put up with genie special effects the whole time. Yeah. I thought it was the right mix of that kind of stuff. And I, the, the one thing I'll say about Will Smith, I thought he was the most karaoke sounding of the people to take on the classic songs. And that was too bad. Like Arabian Nights sounded a little auto-tune, a little weak. Auto-tune. Was, I was wondering about auto-tune. I wasn't quite sure. And Just the fact that I was wondering. Is, and even the fact, like, even if he nailed it, because it's Will Smith and he's not known as a singer. Mm-hmm. like it puts it in your mind to wonder yeah exactly you know in a way that you know the the other two aladdin and jasmine were great singers well and will smith just has a light baritone i guess is what you'd call it and i wish it was a little bit deeper and throatier anything that just gave you that much more oomph Arabia not you want a little well, bit of that. yeah and there was the you felt like that indecision like the a lack of commitment or yeah will or ability or i thought probably his best number was hmm. i don't know i want to say prince ali it's prince ali yeah because that played to will smith's strengths as just a good showman but i wish yeah. they'd let him wrap it up a little bit more for his numbers and the credits thing was cool that, that gave me a, that put a big smile on my face took me back hmm. to all those dumb 90s movies where will smith would have wild wild west yeah wicka wicka wild wild west uh, we Jim West, are the Desperado. Men in Black Galaxy <laughs> Defenders. <laughs> so yeah, I guess, no, I, I wish that I wish they would have just reimagined at least the reason I you said you really liked Friend Like Me. That was the one that I was really hoping was completely reimagined mm. and Will Smithed up. Yeah, and it really uh, like, was turned into hip hop, rap, whatever. Just like made complete because that's the moment. Like that's when. Like, as a kid, you're watching Aladdin, and it's like, you know, Arabian Nights and all that stuff, and it's exotic and whatever, and you have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And he comes out of the lamp, and it's, oi, 10,000 years in a cave of wonders, out of, you know, you're such a crick, crick in, in the, the neck. neck. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he just like, and then it goes into this big, huge Robin, the most Robin Williams-y of Robin Williams-y numbers. Uh-huh. And it's just like set such a tone for the rest of the movie. And that's what, this is magical, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so in thinking about it, and I hadn't put a lot of thought into it, and maybe I'm more thinking about why I intuited this, you know, po- I, it's kind of not clear what I thought beforehand or not, because I just hadn't put a, a lot of thought into it. But I think what I expected and what I wanted was when he came out of that lamp, I wanted the most Will Smith of Will Smith, I wanted it to be the a Will. I wanted it to be the Wild Wild West music video or the Men in Black music video, right? You know, like that sold those movies as part of the pack Will Smith package. I wanted it to just like lean into that and be Guy Ritchie and 
90s music video and rap and hip hop and just like I agree 100%. Will Smith is the genie here, not Robin Williams. I wanted it to say that. And then I wanted it to have some homages to Robin Williams and then be a little bit more Robin Williamsy later. That was all cool. I wanted Prince Ali to go full Bollywood. Yep. But there are certain places where you need to take those risks to just say, "Hey, we're not the old movie. You can still watch the old movie." Yeah. But this is our version now. Yeah, and so I it may be that actually you're right and Friend Like Me was the best number, but... But it didn't do what you're talking about. It didn't it do did, what I wanted it, it to, so tone. it fell flat. It, yeah. it fell yep. flat, so it was the most disappointing number for me. Well, yeah, that, like you were saying, I mean, it absolutely sense. just like throws the gauntlet down in the original. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is what kind of a movie it is. Yeah. You didn't know that. You thought you were watching a different movie, but hey... You're going to watch this kind of movie and you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are all, all of us are all in on this yeah. kind of movie. This is a. We, we got, we bought Robin Williams and we wrote a part for him. Right. And this is a Robin Williams movie doing Absolutely. all the things that Robin Williams can't do on a camera. And then we are going to have a literal applause sign going <laughs> at the end of this number. <laughs> It really needed to, I think, for the sake of the movie. It really needed to just establish itself. It just needed to, like, say, this is the Will Smith of it all. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. they tried to split the difference. And that's the one thing you can't do. You can maybe try and replicate. But it was the same problem even in the Beauty and the Beast movie, which I generally liked, is be, uh, uh, be, our, be guest. our guest. Like, you just can't replicate what was so magical about the original. So you got to find something else. I need to go. I really want to go back and wa- rewatch the, uh, the original. But. I thought the romance of A Whole New World was lacking. Well, what I missed the was... The setup for it just wasn't there. Yeah, A, the leads, they were, I thought the leads were both very likable in this. Not a ton of chemistry or... Not a lot of, I agree. I, I've been maybe a little hyperbolic in my praise of them, but... They were I, thoroughly likable, I will agree, but... I thought I thought that they were likable people at... Yeah, and she was sincerely charismatic and beautiful. He he was a little bit more vanilla. I thought like maybe if he'd come up to her level, we could have had a romance that really would have connected. I don't know. That's just the theory off the top of my head. But what I missed, what I like, I, there are certain things when you watch something like this, you suddenly realize how iconic certain things from the old one were that you never would have thought of as being iconic. So for me, like. Flying past the pyramids. Oh yeah. And you know, I the guy the guy chips that. the thing off of the Sphinx. The, the Sphinx's nose. Yeah. I didn't need that, but I needed their version of that. I needed them to fly past their own eighth wonder of the world yeah. kind of thing. I, I liked the scene actually. I thought it was a good scene. I thought it was so, fine. Well but it just didn't hit those for heights. Me, it for was me. like less that I think that that's the scene itself could have been fine, but I just didn't like there wasn't enough of chemistry enough of like the setup potential wasn't there. the setup really wasn't there to have me really buy it and they tried like like the whole dance number they tried like she gave some looks that made you think she wasn't totally annoyed with him that maybe she thought it was kind of cute mm-hmm. or impressive but was a little over the but they just didn't quite well i'll never forget reading somewhere i think it was lawrence cashed and the guy that directed empire strikes back he said, he, wrote it, he didn't. Irving Kirshner. No, 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 I'm sorry. Irving Kirshner directed Ember Strikes Back. It was either him or George Lucas talking about the famous kiss. I like bad men, you know, the kiss between Leia and Han. And this isn't necessarily the nicest thing for them to have said, but it, it rings true for me, which is they said, we can't do a sex scene in this movie. This is a kid's movie. And so what you have to understand is that this kiss is our sex scene. 
it has to have all of those emotions and all of it has to be like the seal the deal moment you have to do that and you are in a kid's story you are constantly i mean i don't want to be too freudian or too psychosexual about this whole thing but you are constantly working through metaphor to get at larger realities about relationships and about people and about how life works and so you have to make those things connect in a way that that works and has potency and unfortunately they didn't quite do it there but it was fine i mean it was a highlight maybe i don't know nah, i don't know i like that song there's it's nice to be sitting in a theater with your fiance and hearing that song after 20 years you know or whatever whenever the original yeah. came out you know mm. so it sort of worked despite itself whether they actually did a good job on it or not it's like one of those things that's kind of hard to miss at i guess uh, any more thoughts about this thing guys any anything else to, worth saying about it I'm just looking forward to our our next show when we review Jake Gyllenhaal's Prince of Persia. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> coming right, right up. Uh, another movie about a parkour-loving Arabian kind of dude who deals with magic shenanigans and wins the heart of a princess. With a hero that's not just white bread on the inside. He's <laughs> white on the bread outside. on the outside, Here's too. <laughs> we should wager right now, because in a month or two, Lion King's coming. Mm. Is it going to be better? Or worse? Is it going to live up? I think of this, well, you heard what I said and you vehemently disagreed with what I said about Jungle Book, but I stand by it and I think The Lion King will be the same. The Lion King will, at the very least, I won't be bored. It'll be interesting. It might completely miss the point of the original Lion King. It might be way too scary and violent. It might be all kinds of things. I don't know what it's going to be, but whatever it's going to be, it's going to not try and split the difference between, like, it, it won't have the problem of friend like me not doing its own thing it will i predict really i don't know maybe maybe that's why they cast james earl jones and you make a fair point and why the trailer was beat for beat from you you make a fair point you make a fair point but i think favreau left to his own devices would actually do something at least interesting with it maybe he'll be shackled by the executives that say we need this to be beat for beat but i think he probably... you screwed up the jungle book get this one right they're not going to say that because the jungle book made lots of money and it's getting a sequel and generally i think people liked it better than we did huh. i mean that's why they gave him the lion king because the jungle book was a big success actually i think a lot of people would actually say it's like one of the successes of this whole remake cycle i certainly wouldn't say that and you certainly wouldn't say Wild. that but i i think the problem that they're hitting up against is that and I just don't think they've cracked it, mm-hmm. is are these movies for us or are they for our kids? I think there's a way to do it, though. That's what I, I think was there has to be a way That's what do I was it. saying earlier. I mean, George Lucas did it. Wizard of Oz did it. All the great killed Harry Potter no, does it. No, but it's more like if they were doing Aladdin for, like, okay, sorry to just, like, keep us from wrapping this up. We need to be done. I know. But, like, think about the pressure of Aladdin, of doing Aladdin. You've got to live up to... Our nostalgia, our nostalgia for it. You've got a, you've got the pressure of not screwing up all the numbers and all the things that we loved about the the original. Mm-hmm. But maybe making it more adult or whatever for us. But also still a kids movie. There are a lot of ways to try to do too much and end up sucking at everything. Yeah, there's a million ways to screw it up. I agree. I agree with everything you just said, and I at the same time I have I want to say zero, the, zero sympathy for it. I mean, if the Jungle Book was. A success. It was a success, be- not because it appealed to kids, but because it appealed to everybody who loved the Jungle Book as a kid. I think that's true. So your kids didn't like it. We saw them. They we hated saw, we it. We saw it with them, and they were scared the whole time. Yeah, and they weren't five and six. They were. I don't know when it came out, but it would have been a few years ago. They might not have been 
Lucy might not have been that much older than five or six, but still. Well, and more and more people are solving this problem by just making movies for adults, making movies for the generation that grew up with these properties. So Star Wars is much more adult these days. The humor of Marvel is much more adult. That's kind of the standard answer, I would say. Plus, where people are getting more desensitized and lame as far as what they want to just put in a kid's movie. I don't know. I still just think Walt Disney could do it. George Lucas could do it. J.K. Rowling could do it. I realize I'm, I'm naming big talents, but you have all the resources of the world. You have millions of dollars at your disposal. You have all the writers. You could literally hire probably like the greatest fantasists, whoever they are. I don't know. You can get anybody to do anything for you, and they can't find a way to write a great screenplay that actually splits the difference and does a good job and has stuff for kids and stuff for adults. I have, I have very little sympathy for that. I have very little sympathy for the richest people in the world with all the most, the greatest talent at their disposal. I don't know why they fail. I mean, I do know why they fail because there's too many cooks in the kitchen and too much corporate interest and no real moral center or creative vision. So there you go. That's the answer for why they (laughs) fail. But I mean, I don't, this is going to sound like bragging or whatever bravado, but I don't think that we would fail in a similar situation if you gave us all the resources i mean i know every nerd wants well, to remake these things in his basement if, but... if you gave us all the resources and complete creative freedom maybe but all the resources and all the pressures and all of the people's saying just look at what's happened with star wars what's happened with solo and rogue one you know every time they've had somebody that's creative they chew up and spit them out they chew them up and they spit them out and it's because they're real creative types who have said hey no you really just need to trust us and let us be creative here and do something great they say no you're going to do what we want or you're going to hit the road and they either do what's wanted right and we sit here and complain about it or they go and they make into the spider verse yeah i was wondering when that was going to come up and i was about to bring it up myself because i guess it is possible to work within the system and make a great movie i guess it does happen And yeah, okay, the system's broken. That sucks. Into the Spider-Verse exists because which one, Solo? Because 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 Solo Solo got canned. Right. I agree. I mean, I just think just because the system sucks doesn't mean I accept that the system sucks. I'm angry that the system sucks. The system shouldn't suck. I agree. The system should be set up in such a way that creative people can succeed at these things. That that if you're going to hire Guy Ritchie, it's because you want him to bring his Guy Ritchie-ness. And if you don't want his Guy yeah, Ritchie-ness, no then don't hire him. No Seriously, kidding. there's no reason to get Guy Ritchie to do Aladdin if you're not, I mean. But there is a reason for Guy Ritchie. To want to do Aladdin. To want to Absolutely. do Aladdin. Yeah. And there's a reason for the people at Disney to say, okay, you can do our Aladdin under our conditions. I imagine that's how it happened. It wasn't like, hey, I know, let's go get Guy Ritchie. I think it was Guy Ritchie saying, hey, I'd really be interested in this project. And them saying, we can see that under these conditions. Well, I'm sure he didn't have a lot of freedom to negotiate in the wake of Legend of the Sword. So, And whatever that dumb East Block, West Block movie was. What was that thing called? The Man of... Oh, The Man from Uncle. Yeah. Which I liked. Yeah, I I actually liked it okay too, but that was another flop. He had two flops in a row. Yep. He has two flops in a row. He needs to buy back some creative credibility decides to be a company man i get it but it's still too bad yep and is is him being a company man is that going to buy him a blank check to go do the creative fun thing he wants to nope Nope. ben would you recommend guy Ritchie and walt disney company's 2019 disney classic of aladdin Uh, eh, it's not the worst 
You'll have a little bit of fun. Should people go see it? Maybe. I'm kind of ambivalent about it. Are you glad that you saw it? I'm not not glad that I saw it. How's that for an answer? That is that's a pretty terrible answer. That's well, it tells the people what they need to know. Maybe Jake, same questions. I'm glad I saw it. I think it's fine for a nostalgic little date night. Will you be watching it with the rest of your kids? I'm sure you will unavoidably, but will you be wanting to watch it with the rest of your kids? I would be much rather watching it as a date night movie after the kids are in bed with my wife. Mm. I will not be doing that anytime soon. I did not like the movie. My fiance did not care for the movie. My fiance was tempted to cover my eyes at a number of points in the movie, and perhaps that's worth noting. I don't think it was anything too bad. It's rated PG, but hey, you might want to know. There's some low-cut things in this movie, some Arabian things like you might expect. They do not really tone down. If you, if you remember Jasmine, here's a good it's way of putting it. It's more modest than the cartoons. Right. <laughs> but if you, let's be honest. But if you remember the cartoons, but yes, they don't. The cartoons are pretty immodest. They don't entirely run away from that either. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's very true. So That's very true. Not, not a the, lot of... And some of the dancing is suggestive. I mean, I was not like tempted to sin because of this movie, not to put too fine a point on it, so whatever. Just thought you might want to know. Your mileage may vary. And also don't see it because it's terrible and you won't like it. And if you like the original, <laughs> you won't like it. And if you like modern things that are good, you won't like it. And I just don't know why you anybody like would see this Prince of Persia, movie. you'll probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Daisy Movies, produced by Nathan. Associate produced by Ben. Executive produced like all fine Warhorn products by Jake and Nathan. Until next time, folks. Be yourself. <laughs>